Aloha and welcome to another episode of the Rainbow Wrap-Up Podcast. I got with me the boys in the house, Sean and Shane, of course. Uh, Lalo Head, how you doing tonight, bro? Doing good, man. Just getting hey. ready. Two days away, brothers. Two days away. Yes, sir. Two days away, Sean. What you feeling like? Feeling great. 38 hours from kickoff. <laughs> oh, 38. Go Warrior Nation. So, yeah, if you, you listen to us record this uh, every Thursday night, so it, it gets out there into the podcast world, um, but it's perfect for your Friday commute, which is great because it's usually the day before a big game, and now we're headed over to football season where it's a real football season. I think we only get one bye, so we're going to be busy every Saturday, basically, if you're a Warrior fan from here until um, November 28th, or actually the Mountain West Championship. Actually the bowl game that we're going to play in. Cause you know, cause some people out there, Oh man, they, they said we're going undefeated. So we better be playing in the BCS if we're going undefeated. <laughs> but uh, Shane, uh, you know, you and I went out on a limb um, and um, maybe not on a limb. If out on a limb, if we were going to lose a limb, if that was the bet. So we didn't have to go too far, but we did, uh, we, we, we might be a little bit, uh, on the Kool-Aid, but it's fine because we are justifying our picks. We are standing by our Hawaii, despite now the, the Bows being a 17-point underdog to the Bruins. But um, how are you feeling, Shane? I'm feeling good. But as I hear, um, as you get closer to the game, you're getting more detailed articles, listening to more interviews with the UCLA announcers, you know, on the Bobby Kern show and stuff and I didn't realize that UCLA has a bunch of these transfer dudes and these good guys and they're super high on this that Michigan uh running back transfer Zachary Chabonet or Chabonet or whatever his name is so um I don't know I'm starting to starting to uh doubt <laughs> not as confident with my pick but I, I, still, I still think we're going to, yeah, I still think we're going to give them a, a challenge. Yeah, we're just going to sure. have to play, we're going to have to play the perfect game. Yeah. We're yeah. going to have to yeah. limit the mistakes. Absolutely. And we cannot beat ourselves like we always do when we play on national TV, when we play the big name opponents. We always make those critical mistakes, be it a, uh, a holding penalty on third and 10, you know, when, and then you, we make that first down, but the holding penalty puts us back and just those small things. We have to limit every mistake that we can. And we, we get chance. We get chance. Get chance. I agree. I mean, you, you look at the turnover battle and, and how that um, can be the decider of games. And for sure, I mean, not just that, but like you said, a penalty could kill a drive, uh, you know, getting – and you, we see that happening all the time. We, we finally pull out that really great play-action pass, and then, like, we got trips right. Like, they, it was a perfect play, and they're, like, holding or, like, illegal shift or something, and it comes back. So we got to limit those. And I, I think the, guy, the boys are going in confident. But, you know, unlike the two of us, uh, Shane, one of us needed to – to overcome, you know, the urges to just uh, just pick UH what regardless, and we gotta give him praise because you know what he took some heat in the in the interwebs for 
for daring to choose against his own team. And that's our very own Sean. So, hey, how are you dealing with the hate mail that you've been receiving, Sean? <laughs> I, I'm, I'm cool with it. Like, I get it. Um, but as game week progresses, the Kool-Aid I'm drinking is getting stronger. I'm, I'm reading the articles that you guys are reading, and it says that, you know, uh, the, under Chip Kelly, he's 0-2 versus the Mountain West. Mm. San Diego went into the Rose Bowl and beat them there. Uh, he's 0-6 in non-conference, Chip Kelly. So, so I'm just – I'm reading this stuff, and I'm like, you know, Graham, Graham has brought teams in there, and he can do it. So it's like I'm starting to doubt mm-hmm. myself. <laughs> we're going, we're going in opposite ways. So the the Kool Aid's getting stronger. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking about you know I'm jumping up on the fence and like thinking like what am I what am, who am I gonna pick on game day? But yeah, it's like I I get it. We're, yeah. we're still a big underdog. I saw yeah, we're a huge underdog. Report that we haven't won a, a in a P5 opener since on the road since 1992 the Oregon, right yeah and that was we when talked they about were bob wagner yeah mm-hmm. and yeah and that's when like matthew harding was like blocking punts and stuff on yeah the edge and you know we always had those special players too and i think that if anything that's going to be a big x factor of a player like having calvin on our team and i think he'll surprise a lot of people and i definitely think he has pack five caliber in terms of his ability um you know, it's interesting. He comes from a place that's, you know, so rich with talent that it, it, it makes sense. But guys get so much better after 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, 25, 26. I mean, we're seeing guys in the pros that are better than they were the year before. And that just shows, like, uh, you know, and, and that's why I think our talent is under underrated, absolutely, especially that we're bringing in more transfers. But, you know, like you said, everybody's bringing in transfers. Everybody's returning a lot of starters. With that being said, yes, I, now with the 17 points, I am a little worried. But when we, we talk about what odds makers are looking at, and I respect odds makers very much. I, I don't bet. I've never, ever once bet actually in my life in Vegas on football because I'm a, a ties to my working with the NCAA. And if you ever work in college, you're not supposed to. And I'm sure a lot of those <laughs> things are changing. That's funny. Now that's the first time it's come out of my mouth since the NIL, uh, NLI legislation. But um, – you know, uh, to protect the integrity of the game. But the thing about, like, I, I always took away from the line um, was how close these guys are. So 17 points, Shane. Let's start with Sean. You know, like, does that surprise you? And what, what, what goes into these guys' minds when they think 17 points? What do you think? Well, as we get closer to kickoff, the, the smart money always comes in late. Mm-hmm. And the point spread is going up. So mm-hmm. that tends to tell you that Vegas and the bookies are betting on the Bruins. So you take it for what it's worth. I, I think that for UH, it's just it's a, another chip on their shoulder, something to prove. You know, they got nothing to lose. They're supposed to lose this game. Mm-hmm. So, you know, just it's the hardest game on their schedule. If they could pull this one off, it could set the tone for the entire season. Yes. What about you, Shane? Were you surprised at the spread? Nah, I'm not. I'm not too surprised. You got to look at history too, and like we've always talked, Hawaii has never beaten a big name opponent on the road in God knows how long, you know. So I know that factors in a lot with the point spread and stuff. Um, so yeah, it didn't shock me that they were mm-hmm. two touchdown underdogs, but um, 
like Sean said, just to, to reiterate on that, we have to use that as a motivating factor. We're always the underdog, you know, we yeah. gotta, we gotta find a way to, to change that man, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to, to make teams remember or, or we have to count ourselves in every game and not, not these, Oh, by halftime where like the game's over, you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm sick of that. It's like yeah. so yeah. crappy, man. We have to, we have to keep it competitive. And if we lose going, you know, last going into the fourth quarter with still a chance to win, hey, I'm down with that. Mm. And if we lose, but these uh, game over by halftime scores, oh, that's got to stop, man. Yeah. That's really got to stop. And and I think a big thing, too, is going to be our special teams because when have we had a reliable kicker? You know, it's mm-hmm. we need – it's going <clears> to <throat> – these field goals are going to come in very uh, – it's going to be very critical and – we need a, a very reliable, consistent kicking game. So it's just going to all come down to that, man. Well, when we look at, uh, you know, recent history too, which I, I, and I think some odds makers, I mean, I, I don't, I don't know how they, they, they do, they do perform some, some magic. I have to admit how close they can get <laughs> yeah. and how much they can, how much they can influence people. But it, with Hawaii and UCLA, this is a tough, I obviously, this is week zero. We don't have really much. Last year was a kind of a weird year. Um, UCLA only played like two games, right? I mean, I don't think – which teams? Some teams didn't play – oh, no, UCLA played, played all their games. But some teams only played like two games within the Pac-12. So even within um, – you know, it, 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 it's, it's hard to look back at last year. So if we look at the past time Hawaii played U- UCLA, obviously, when you talk about games over at halftime, um, I kind of felt that way. I don't know. Honestly, that was one game that I erased from my mind. I know you were there, Shay. We took our photo together after. Sean, you were there too, right? At that one? You no, I, I, w- I was not there. That was a hot one, but I don't remember being competitive really very long. Yeah, I mean, I Cole McDonald scored a touchdown in the fourth quarter. Um, 56-23 was, cool. was the final. <laughs> so, yeah, so I mean, hot. like, uh, yeah, and you're right. That That's the thing. It, 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 it's, it's just – it's just something it, as a program who's trying to get respect that's and we've always been like that right like our whole lives we've just we've been watching our team just try to get respect we've never really been on the other end of the shoe and it is frustrating year by year but this would be one of those chances like it's like the guy in MMA in the weight class who's been talking so much and he's not very good but finally stringing together some wins and it's like okay give me my chance it's like okay well here it is, and it's on national TV, and it's the first week of the season, and you know, um, probably going to get a lot of eyeballs on the game. So, you know, we did it against Houston. Houston, I don't know, like a lot of people were also not as high on Houston. Exactly. Week, you know, so uh, that's hard. That because Houston's a great program, but yeah, I mean, we won that game kind of easily. So, I, and I, that's you know, so I was like kind of surprised too. Like, oh, I thought Houston would give us a really serious rub because you know they have. But, you know, that's the thing about the recency bias and how we go into recent memory of things. So I'm, I'm going to be like you. I'm, I'm going to say 17 points doesn't surprise me, but I think it might be a little less accurate because people don't watch UH as much as we do. Um, I think a lot of the big things that I'm looking forward to is seeing what our game plan is. Since Coach has known that UCLA was the opponent on the schedule forever and played Chip Kelly how many times before, 
So um, Coach Graham definitely is going to be prepared. I mean, he had months, he says, been playing. So that's one thing. It's like we, we put so many of so much preparation to this game that I think um, that was one facet. But you, like you said, Shane, we need to play nearly a perfect game, probably almost probably a perfect, you know, because this, this is a team that can also just hand the ball off to and, and keep driving and driving and driving. Exactly. So, um, one other thing about this game too, like I was thinking, looking at their, their, their UCLA schedule, I mean, this Kauai game to them is probably like, okay, this is the one boys we got to win. Cause yeah. you know, we're looking at our schedule and now we're going to talk about the records that we predicted just briefly. But, you know, as I was going to justify my eight and five record throughout the week that we, I had, I said, you know, I, the, the feeling that we should have going into UNLV, going into New Mexico state twice, going into Portland state. That's four whole games, you know what I mean? And if I'm saying we're going to win eight, that's four games that we basically have to win. And mm -hmm. if we go in with the right attitude, that's a lot of games. That's half the games. And we just got to go basically 500 the rest and, you know, in conference. So uh, UCLA is, you know, they're going to come in this game like, boys, we got to, you know, we, I don't know how the Pac-12 season is going to go, but um, we, this is a game, you know, that we, they definitely want to win. So, um, but, but that being said, um, Somebody, uh, somebody was uh, giving Sean some heat for a six and seven prediction. But you know, looking at what we were from last year, four and uh, being five and five, four and four after the regular season, going winning the bowl game, five and four. I mean, people are gonna be like, "Oh, how? What you think we're gonna go?" But uh, you know, Sean justified it as well, and 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 it, we're we're gonna have a lot of these toss ups. But how are you feeling, Shane? Because um, seven and six, I think, is a is the record that I feel mm -hmm. like is the standard for me. I like that's the Graham's standard, low end standard. Put it yeah. But how do you feel um, now that you've kind of set that marker for what you believe? Um, I'm, I'm still confident with my uh, prediction, my uh, season prediction. Um, Dave Reardon came out with his prediction today. He predicts a nine and four season. Really? I did yeah, not see that. Okay. Nine and four. So, uh, wow. Which games, which game did he must've picked a game that none of us picked then, huh? Oh, yeah. Oregon State winning. He had, he had us winning at Oregon State. Okay. Wow. Yeah. And he had us beating Colorado State as well. Wow. Yeah. And that's why I said, I think like that when I, when it comes to the Mountain West, wow. But oh yeah, continue. That's interesting. That's interesting. I didn't hear that. No, that's interesting. Wow. Okay. I got well, there, I got also, there was also some news. The Pac-12 came out and said that they aren't expanding, and so we're not in their plans. So I mean, sorry, <laughs> they're, they're like, not, we're, we're gonna rub salt in the wind. We're gonna beat you, and then remind you that you're not in the yeah, Pac-12. Just FYI, we're not. You'll never in invite into the party anytime soon. So we're gonna have to have like a Boise run, yeah, of just dominance in order yeah. to. To, to get exactly. their attention. And we're going to have to beat these guys. We're going to have to beat them exactly. on a regular basis like every year. That's so the only way. I mean, when you look at Boise, I mean, this how, is a good – that's a good example. But keep going, Sean. Sean, what are you saying? Yeah, that's, I mean, that's how Rolovich got their attention. He beat mm. Oregon State. Yeah. yeah. He beat Arizona. So, so he's yeah. over there now. But, um, I mean, <laughs> he did that at home, though, too. He did that that's at home. True. So, you know, this is going to be a challenge, definitely going mm -hmm. on the road. Um, but like you said, Sean, I mean, it, it's, it, it, it's one of those chances that coach is going to have to finally, we're going to have to finally get over this hump at, at some point, basically. Mm -hmm. So is this the well, one, I, though, I, this year? I hate to rain on your guys' parade, but, you know, that, that bowl game last year, it was, it was fantastic. Like, I didn't even know we were in 
contention for a bull berth. So that's what made it so awesome was I didn't even think that was on the table. But we clearly took that game a lot more seriously than people <laughs> did. No, they had like 20 No, for sure. I agree, but it's sad. Out. Yeah. We took the practices very seriously. Yeah. We wanted that game. We jumped all over them in the first half. We wanted that game so much more than them. And yeah. Yeah. They played better in the second half, but but we we wanted that. Yeah. Like Graham wanted that. So we have, but you know, this year we have a lot of great players too, but you're right. And I think like we, we made that statement on national TV, but it went kind of, it felt like hollow. It felt like nobody was listening to me because I felt like, like you said, maybe the parade for me was like, Oh, we won this bowl game. It was on national TV. Oh, everybody saw Calvin. And then like the preseason stuff comes out and it's like, did anybody watch that game? Or did it was only us that watched that game? I felt like we ended on a high note. Well, what were you, uh, but Sean, when you talk about uh, your six and seven uh, record prediction, which is also a not far off. I mean, I think I think we're in the right range. I think we're in the middle. If we're going to talk about a normal curve, um, I think we're in a perfect. I think like the median win should be seven, or the mean win should be seven this year, and um, you know, or um, and I think that if we did a lot of iterations of the season we would probably end up with a lot of six, seven, or eight win seasons. Nine and four, um, that would be great. And, and I think probably because Colorado State is at home. That's probably what Reardon was thinking. Um, I had us winning that one. No, you did have it. You do. You did have us winning that one. I just I, – that's such a good – but no, no. I think, like, if we're looking at the Mountain West, okay, right now, Boise is by itself, right, in the, its own tier, right? Nobody's in Boise's tier, would you say? Boise's by yeah. itself. No, I don't think anybody – nobody else could get courted by another league, probably, I would say. Right. Um, right. If, if Boise – yeah, if Boise State, if they were located in the Southwest, they'd be in the Big 12. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. So, that's what, that's what you mean. Like, they're, they're on a, in a tier where they are, they are mid-major, high-major ready. Um, yeah. But, you know, after that, I don't know where we – I don't know where we are yet, but I see Colorado State kind of and Wyoming in that cluster kind of above us still and that's another cluster we have to break into as well they might be kind of around us but we have to beat them you know and we did beat Colorado State home which was a great game to be there for as well but um you know that that's one of those teams though we have to do it again and and, and we have to show some supremacy but nine and four uh Shane what are the prospects of going undefeated some people are saying you know like I yeah. was like pondering that what do you think would need to happen because people are saying we're not playing Boise right so yeah, uh-huh. that, that's – I mean, when we went undefeated in 2007, that's hard, man. It's, like, super hard. So, uh, the chances of us going undefeated is, like, oh, very, very close to impossible. <laughs> I mean, people were people were typing that a lot. Like, I was like, okay, okay, guys. Like, I'm, like, I'm like sweating about my 8 and 5 prediction. Mm-hmm. And people are like, oh, you, man, maybe 12 and 1, if not 13. And I was like, okay. All righty, like pass that over here. What flavor is that? You know, so. But that would but be I love so. That. I love <laughs> that. would be so awesome. I love that. Yeah. We're gonna go undefeated. No, I know? love that too. I love that too. But you know, as responsible pseudo journalists that we are, um, we also are trying to. We we are fans of the game, but we're we are the type of fans too that we're not gonna go to the games and be like the guy. Oh, what, bro? Like, oh yeah, like our team. I mean. <laughs> Shane might throw his fake yellow flag at other fans, but that's just in fun, you know. 
<laughs> I know. I think, uh, in defense of mine, I think it's almost like a defense mechanism, you know, to kind of. I can see that. Yes, I to know. Set what you the mean. bar a little bit lower than what you think it is, and to just kind of guard yourself from like drinking the green Kool Aid. <laughs> so I, I. I, I felt bad this week. I think maybe I could have gave them one one or two more wins. <laughs> but you know, I think it's just I think it's just easier. Yeah. And it and, and then if they outperform it, which happens a lot, like mm-hmm. I do this every year. Yeah. And and we could we could approach those double digit like nine, ten wins if mm-hmm. things fall in place. Yeah, yeah so I say we did it. You're right. If we play well in the first half against UCLA we can just hang in there like this could be a great a great season and i agree and that's what i was saying too it really with ucla we'll know by halftime like that's and i when sean shane brought up about we hate to be out of it by halftime mm-hmm. but we also want to know whether we can stay in it at halftime on the other end it's like is this possible like if we're down by three if we're if we're in range yeah for sure but um i think we finally have maybe that maturity too, as a team, as a unit that Graham has instilled in his own way. You know, Coach Graham has his own philosophy too, which I respect that he he's do he does things his own way, his Graham way, and that's what he was hired to do. Right? Anybody's hired to do a job, you should do that your way because, and it's important to incorporate, you know, the place. And and I and I think he knows that as well. That's why he wants to incorporate his, you know, Hawaiian what what the unique parts of being the. I hope he plans on wearing a UH hat during the game. I don't know if you guys see the hat that he's wearing at practice, but no, no. I cross hat. <laughs> what is it? Oh, oh no. he cannot. Sign. He cannot wear that at a game. No way. He, no he way. doesn't wear hats hat. usually during the game. Though, yeah. yeah, yeah, that's yeah. true. So I yeah. guess this is a great segue into coaches and their unique personalities. Yeah, and um, you know. Every coach has their unique thing too, right? I'm going to preface this by saying, you know, June Jones had his thing. Von Oppen had his thing. June Jones had his things. And we're talking about like how they interact with the media or, you know, just like their things, how the way they do things. And, um, you know, they are, you know, Coach Graham definitely has his his things, right? Like with his, his Christian, um, you know, firmness in his, in his belief. And, 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 the thing is, that's his life philosophy as well. So I understand why he's, he ties it so hard. As someone who is very extremely religious, a devout, you know, Mormon missionary like myself, you know, I know what it's like to filter everything in your life through your church. I mean, I don't think it, it, you shouldn't make public policy based on it ever. No. But I mean, if he finds strength, he finds, you know, sacrifice. Those are important values in general, right? Just all in general values are good. Good values are good values. So but at the end of the day, we have people from all kinds of religions on the team. We have people from not from the religions. And no one should be forced to join any religion for sure. So I, I don't think – and I'm hopeful. You know, I know he coaches a part of the Christian um, Alliance, uh, Christian CCA. Uh, it's a very famous Christian uh, athletic organization. I sat in, in meetings with them in NCAA because of how firm they were in terms of, like, LGBT policy on campus that NCAA was trying to push, and they were pushing back again. So – um, I think like this is something that he hasn't made a problem. So, and, and I don't think he wants it to be. So I think that we can navigate the Christianity so far. Was it hard to navigate coach, uh, you know, um, Von, uh, not Von Oppen, but, um, 
um, after oh my god, McMackin, I, I after Coach uh, Coach McMackin's oh. comment at the Notre Dame about Notre Dame's dance compared to our dance, and he used the F word, the other the other bad F word that you should uh, any person with any anyways um but anyways yeah like so every coach has a thing so that's all i'm gonna say with that being said nick rolovich definitely has a thing and it is on fire right now for the whole world to see so you know i've already said i, I love coach as a person you know because he always going to be a boy from hawaii at least you know who played for hawaii coach for hawaii and you know my respect to the rolovich family but Right now with Coach Rolovich, it's rough because he's taking major – I don't know. We're at the Sean. I know Sean was something he wanted to talk about. And uh, we, it's because last week we did, we brought up that Coach Rolovich was um, finally vaccinated because that's, that's how I interpreted it. So it could have been my fault as well. I interpreted it as – Right, okay, right. So we, we made an assumption. He said he would comply with the mandate. And we assumed that that meant that he would get vaccinated or he was kind of going to go that route. Uh, the next day, he went in front of reporters, and for like five minutes, they asked him questions, like direct questions, are you going to get vaccinated? And he just said he will comply with the mandate. And they asked him to clarify that, and he was like Marshawn Lynch. He's like, you know, I'm just here because I won't get vaxxed. So, I mean, what, what, what does that mean? You know, I, I – and up in Pullman, it's just, it's sent a lightning bolt down the, the community. There's mm. people that support him. There's a lot of people that support him and his, you know, his right to choose his, you know, his body, his beliefs. And then there's on the other side, people that feel like, you know, he works at a higher, higher education institute where science should rule. And, you know, this is a public safety concern, and, and he's kind of turning his back on that without giving any details. So I, I think, yeah, we made an assumption last week, and it's, this firestorm is still brewing. I don't see how Rolovich is going to be able to coach next year without getting vaccinated. I don't see how he can hold meetings, how he can be on the sideline and around with players. Is he going to have, like, a walkie-talkie in the parking lot calling plays? <laughs> I don't see how he can do it. And if he doesn't get vaxxed, I think that's going to afford Washington State the opportunity to get out of the contract and he's going to be looking for a new job. That's just my opinion. I don't see, I don't see him taking like a year off or like assigning one of his assistant coaches. I, I just think they're going to bring in a new regime if he chooses not to get vaxxed. So he has supporters and he has a lot of people with pitchforks calling for his job. <laughs> I mean, the guy, that article that you shared, um, that was in Sports Nation. Yeah, it was from Jim Moore. Uh, yeah, he's a, he's, he's a columnist up in, yeah, up in Pullman. So, uh, yeah, he's not very happy with him. And then, uh, a lot of people feel that way. And I think the thing is, is because he's, like, standing out really by himself. It's like everyone else is like, okay, bro, like, just give it up already. And he's, like, <laughs> so adamant about this. So, I don't know. I mean – Adamant but vague. Adamant but vague, but adamant, but adamant on being vague is the thing. Like yes. he he doesn't want to be clear at all, on purpose. Uh, but you know, Shane, does that make you think like, man, we could have a different co- what what it could be like if he was our coach right now? Like, what kind of oh. a- could be getting? Yeah, it wouldn't. It wouldn't. 
it would just be it'd be a zoo because we already have our issues here with the uh, vaxxers and anti-vaxxers mm. so i can just imagine having a football coach that oh. you know what i mean like yes. and I, you, you guys we're all so passionate about this yeah. team and to have yeah. the leader of this team sharing you know different views mm-hmm. which he's he's allowed to have like like you all said but still some, and now with it being fda approved i mean like they're all coming out with more excuses not not to get it and mm-hmm. and like everyone says sometimes you won't change your mind until tragedy or yeah. something fatal hits your own you know realm yeah. And hopefully it doesn't come to it, but yeah. I know a lot of, you know, you see it in the news where, oh, uh, anti-vaxxer got sick and on his deathbed, he wishes that other people would get vaccinated, mm-hmm. but by then it, it's too late. Too late yeah. So, I, you know, I just, I just wish for the best for everyone. I don't want anyone to get sick, yeah. whatever your opinion is, but um, I just want to be able to go to a live freaking football mm. game. That, that's mm. all I care about. So mm. I just want everybody to agree somehow so we can all just watch live sports together. Mm-hmm. That's, well, that's Steve, the main Steve goal. Steven wrote that article about advocating yeah, exactly. yeah. fans yeah. to be able to attend UH football uh-huh. games. So. Yeah, it, it, it is. There is that sentiment out there. And I think uh, Auntie Penny brought it up. You know, we're still doing large scale events for tourists. How come mm-hmm. you got to hate on the locals and this football team? Yeah, I think the, the reporter was just showed the video of a luau and the luau is still uh, 50 percent capacity and it was full of the flight. So I was like, wow, what the heck? Yeah. And you can't even let like maybe 2,000 people in and then separate us all in the stadium. I don't. (laughs) I mean, there's so many ways to do it. It's like, there's so much precedent too. It's not like we're trying to invent something. That's the thing. Hawaii is not, Hawaii is not about inventing these, right? A lot of the times there's no no vision. It's just like copying what other people Mm -hmm. are doing and we don't even copy it well sometimes. Mm -hmm. And that's the, that's the thing that annoys me is that like, why we have, we're so unique that we should do things our own way anyways, but then to try and copy others and not even, it's like we 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 are always behind, and the thing that annoys me is that we. It's like there was no. Apparently, there was a, a proposal given that parents could be there. Apparent, I don't know. Who knows? I don't believe so, but who knows? Maybe. But at the same time, if there's no advocacy, there's no strength. Like I don't think there's between the department and between the legislature and between. You know, well, it wasn't. It wasn't UH's decision. It was told to them. You cannot hold a large scale. For sure, fan. for sure. But I mean, if Ige was a bigger UH fan, it wouldn't be that way, for sure. Probably, but <laughs> well, I mean, but Blangiardi, but you know, Blangiardi. but No, and the thing is, like Blangiardi, and that's the thing. It is Blangiardi at this. At the end of the day, um, you know, he is going to. He. That's why the city job. I was just thinking about this today. I was like, wow. I bet he didn't even realize what. He was getting himself into at this point because this is just crazy <laughs> now at this point. And I mean, I, I, I'm, I am, I don't know, I don't even know what on the basis that they're not having because look, there needs to be a comprehensive plan shown to the state and the city of how you're going to get 
a safe people. That's what I'm saying. But that's where that's where it's hard because things change from week to week, month to no, month. No, no, no. But if we said like, oh, but we should have had this already, anyways. But UA should have had this already. Like, our well, yeah. if we're only going to allow 20 percent, fifteen percent only parents, right. this is what it's going to look like. We're only going to have people come in from the you know the quarry road entrance that- and you have to exit one way like you have to be very specific because even at the you know the super bowl when we when i was there i mean at the biggest event in the world they they were still super strict on covid policies and like they were you know always making sure we always had our mask and but that needed to be in place for the nfl to put on a good show because just like the olympics right the the olympics like they the japan had so much pressure to to give that at least give that appearance that everything was covid friendly and you have to you have to go in so i don't know how much they went in on a proposal if you just say well can we just have this or can we like uh is going to say no like they don't understand they they still think that you know you're going to be sitting in the stands you're going to be right next to each other like (laughs) you're not and it is sad but um i'm hoping the parents can still get in well, well, this is a critical juncture for UH. I mean, after coming off a season with zero fans, yep. having this new stadium where some people donated upwards of 20K, yep. Yep. I mean, what that puts UH in a horrible position. Well, no, like, they're in a, well, first of all, they're in a great position right now because they got a lot of those extra donations. Well, and, well, and it's <clears> says <throat> donation, so they get to keep Oh, that, those donations so. are never going back. They, but they still have my money from last year's season that didn't mm-hmm. happen my eight season tickets and I never get one call this year. So I guess I'm not getting season tickets this year. But this um, is the thing is we're, we've been hemorrhaging fans over the last decade yep. and this kind of situation sure as heck don't help. Oh no, not at all. But I mean, and like I said, at the end of the day, everything is on UH's back. I mean, on the AD and they, they have to see how we talked about trending. We, we not like Aloha stadium was going to last forever. Anyways, we knew it was almost done. And we knew yeah. that, you know, there was a possibility. But it was, the, the thing that was striking about me going to all these new Aloha Stadium, going to like the environmental impact meetings, and there was no real huge UH. UH should, be a, should have been a part of it from the very beginning. Like, I feel like Aloha Stadium is theirs. But now mm-hmm. it's basically going to be like a SoFi Stadium situation where the stadium is one part of, you know, a, a major complex. Um, and you know, I, I hope it works well and it looks great, but by the time we get in there, yeah, 35,000 might be a way too much, you know, for UH football and, and it already was too much. I mean, did we get to, did we get over 30 ever for Rolo? No, no. Yeah. I mean, so <laughs> when's the last time we even got about 30 and that's what I'm saying. Like this is, we've been trending this way and we haven't done anything. And every time I bring somebody on my Washington. show, every time I bring somebody on a podcast, they always say it's about the fan experience. Like it's about how the fans feel. Like, why do we only, why are we saying this over and over again? It's like, why as an angels fan, do we say every year we need pitching and that doesn't happen? You know, it's like, why do we keep saying the same things over and over? Why are the fans saying the same thing? Why aren't the people that pull the strings also understanding that, it's a very critical moment that we're in. The stadium is about, oh, now it's too late. Now we got to figure out how to play on canvas. And obviously it would have been a crazy situation whether there was no pandemic or not. And the pandemic makes it harder for sure. Um, but at the end of the day, we are hemorrhaging fans and we are, we're at a place now that I'm scared. Like, just like you said, Sean, because if we, if we have to wait till next year and it's going to be 15,000 by then anyways, 
I don't think we're going to well, get, I mean, I, I mean, think we're, we're looking at the, the long-term viability of the program to stay at division one. Yeah, for sure. And I think, like we said too, I, if we, we, if we are doing some rearranging in the, in college athletics, I think Hawaii ends up on a, a second tier league, right? Right. We're not going to end up probably. And so that, that, you know, the alliance that's being made right now is a pseudo league at this point, right? Like, Pac-12, and they're saying, like, we're never going to schedule basic. I mean, what they're kind of saying, I can't imagine them never scheduling a mid-major again, though. Like, I mean, I guess so. If, if they want to play that game, I mean, they, it's all about money at this point, right? So you want to have a money game every week. You don't want to have to waste a game against Hawaii, I guess, right? You know, so um, I don't know. I mean, we'll play, I can We'll see pay that. your airfare from the West Coast. But I mean, yeah, those alliance teams, or those, yeah, exactly. But those alliance teams, you know, they know that if they show up, if a Big Ten school is on the Pac-12 network, and then you put one of those schools, because who was the alliance? Pac-12, Big Ten, and Big Twelve, or that, oh, ACC, right? Yeah, ACC. Yeah, that's a crazy alliance too. It goes across. Oh, so they're Again. the only three left, right? Because the Big Twelve is basically irrelevant now. Oh, so. yeah, they're the. So the Big 12 is basically – wow, yeah. So the, base, the Big 12 has basically been de facto pushed down to uh, like a nebulous high major level because they're now with missing Texas and Oklahoma. Like that's like basically the conference. I mean, let's uh, – and that's not even making fun of the remaining Big 12 schools because if Boise was to leave tomorrow, I'd be like, oh, dang. I'd be like, oh, well, um, we are the Sun Belt now, I guess. But, I mean, now we're better <laughs> than that. that. The Mountain West it's is getting bad. better. And that's the thing that's – but Boise still hasn't been knocked off. And they're still alone by themselves up top. Even though San Jose beat them. side deal. And San Jose beat them last year to win the Mountain yeah. West Championship for sure. But that's like saying the Patriots never fell off, really. The, per- the Patriots are up there until, you know, Tom Brady left, basically. It's like – even if they didn't win the Super Bowl every year, we knew that they were going to be literally in contention. So I think until Hawaii can get to a place where we can be like that, then, yeah, being told you're a 17-point road dog or underdog on the road and then being told, like, you're probably going to finish second to last in your com- in your division, yeah. you know, we don't deserve that, maybe that respect yet. So it's, a lot of this year we'll be trying to get all of that. But... <laughs> Any final um, things you want to add, uh, Shane? What, uh, what's been on your mind or anything you want to talk about to Warrior Nation? Because, you know, we want to, the game is on Saturday. So everything we're saying Saturday. right now, whether you guys are listening on Sunday, yeah, remember game this game on, was before. Game is on Saturday. So, the, only, <clears throat> the only thing I'm bummed about is the Little League game is exact same time. Are you serious? Oh, yeah, no. Exact same time. Oh, no. But, um, yeah, you know I'll be watching UH. So of course, sorry, of Little course. League. I'll be, I'll be, <laughs> I'll be with you guys in spirit. But um, that's gonna be the actual championship. is Saturday. No, so. no, no. It's no, the no. semifinal. Oh, the Hank, we Hank win Aaron. Saturday, okay. then we go to the championship. Okay. Wow. Then, so now uh, there's yeah. no double elimination, right? Now it's all single elimination. Yeah. Now right? it's okay. single. Yep. Because when we're playing, in. we're Michigan. playing the team we just beat. Yeah. Yeah, Michigan. And yeah, hopefully this alliance thing won't because they um, released the non-conference schedule because there were some changes. Mm. And for the next five years, we play some pretty good non-conference games, you know, yeah. Oregon, Stanford, yeah. UCLA is still on Vanderbilt. there, Vanderbilt. We go to <laughs> Michigan next year. So yeah, our non-conference schedule looks pretty good. 
but they did add on New Mexico State again. <laughs> I was like, fuck. <laughs> so I think um, the yeah, sports animal said, the, is New Mexico State going to be the uh, equivalent of Arkansas Pine Bluff for basketball? Because they're <laughs> always, yeah, they're always yeah. on a basketball schedule too. Yeah. So I was like, but yeah. But that you know the thing is it's going to change I mean we we have we have the benefit of contracts right cuz like yes. Stanford Vanderbilt Vanderbilt we signed that in like like 7 yeah, years a while or back something. yeah you know so it's like we can't change those but like you said New Mexico State we're going to see them pop up more and more and more <laughs> yeah that's not a good that's not a good sign I mean I, I don't know would you rather see them or Portland State cuz that that mm-hmm. that's another team that could is probably going to pop up more and more and you know, Weber state and like Southern Utah well, and like with, with this, this new Alliance with the three big five, that's probably going to need less inventory for UH football as far as, you know, big 10 and pac 12 mm-hmm. schools. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I, I think that's a consequence or that's coming down the road. We might not, we might only see one big team a year instead of two. Sometimes oh, for sure. Three. Absolutely. That's what I'm saying. We, uh, that's why at the, at the end of the day, like we said, we, we don't even know if we're going to be in the same league, let alone conference, like league, like the sec could break off right now. Like nothing, obviously, you know, like the NFL stands alone, but we, we just assume that NCAA runs every, like we don't realize, you know, like the NFL, right. Had the USFL try and challenge them in the AFL, but at the end of the day, we're like, okay, America has settled on the NFL wins, right? <laughs> but the NCAA does, is not the same, right? The NCAA is just like very loosey, like kind of wins. But now the SEC can say like, we will remove all of our teams and you can go have fun NCAA. Like the TV is still going to show them more than they're going to show the NCAA. So that's why I'm saying we might not even ever play. And then we're going to have like soccer, like a huge league here and a big league here. And then sometimes you have tournaments to play each other. Um, but Hawaii is not in a position right now, unfortunately, where we're trending in a place where we can um, possibly find we ourselves. Need to go there. on a run. Yeah, this could be. This and needs, that, that will have to be happening on this year. Saturday. Yeah, it, it runs starts, starts Saturday. Sean, any final words going into Saturday's game right now? Yeah, I want to wish you and your group that you're oh, taking out you. all the best. <laughs> thank I, you. I really wish that we could have come. Yes, I wish you we could have some have friends well. up in Cali that we wanted to visit, but you know, maybe maybe next time. Yeah, next time. Thank you for that. Yes, today as our hisportsfans.com Hawaii Sports Fans, our first tour. It's been uh, since March 2020 uh, when we had the Big West tournaments was our last tour, and we didn't get to go to any Big West games because, and actually, I had some people that were on that tour on this tour as well. So. They are very – they're right back here. Last trip they were on was my trip, and now fast forward, and now they're back on one of my trips again. <laughs> and they're just saying, like, finally I'm off out of that pandemic. So it's, like, so crazy because we're, we're experiencing, you know, you know, a new a post-pandemic life. But people are, you know, just as excited as ever to get out there. And I think people from Hawaii as well are, um, you know, happy not to – and I'll say happy not to be in Hawaii, but happy to not feel because there's a ton of virus everywhere. But at the end of the day, yes, in Hawaii, it's just been hard. And you, I don't need to emphasize it to you too. You already know how hard it's been. But I know I've seen it now first, firsthand how excited people are to be on a tour. And it's very gratifying for sure as somebody bringing a group that they are um, just happy and excited and really looking forward. So thank you for that. But yes, hopefully we have another tour this year. 
Um, let's go to Las Cruces, New Mexico. Come with me and we can go watch Hawaii play Namasu the first of two times that it'll play on this year and then the first of three times in one calendar year that we'll play them as well. So, Or were we supposed to play them this past year and we had to cancel that game? Or do we play them next year? We were supposed to play them this past year, right? So um, we do miss New Mexico State. But that was a great show. Everybody, uh, please support. Follow us uh, on the Hawaii Sports Fans channel. And we're going to do this every week. So stay consistent. And like we said, first Saturday already of the season. Um, maybe we'll change the day because I feel like we only have one day and then you have to listen to the show before Saturday or you're going to be like, what those guys were talking about or what? But we'll see. Um, still, mahalo Shane, mahalo Sean, uh, mahalo for listening. Take go care. Be safe. Go, go, go both.